1: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. For right now, I'm Jack for our next guest. We welcome in from the Action Network Chief Content Officer Chad Millman, which is one of my favorite apps. If you guys listen to the morning show, you hear me talk about it nonstop. Chad, I've been giving you guys free plugs really since you put the app out there. I like to use it to track my bets. Thanks for giving us a couple minutes today, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Thank you for the free love. We always appreciate it.
1: Everybody loves free love, Chad. I know that. Um, I've been a big fan of yours for a while, though. Okay, I'm a bit of a degenerate, uh, so I remember <laughs> when you would give NFL picks with Cowherd way back in the day on ESPN and uh, provide sports betting content when it was still kind of taboo, you know. But here in 2020, yeah. I mean, the legal sports betting industry was really about to take off, and then sports just like that were gone, you know, without any warning. Uh, could you give us some info on how this pandemic has affected? really not only the sports books, especially these books that are opening up in Illinois, Indiana, in the Midwest, but what you do for a living, creating content that revolves around sports betting.
0: I would say uh, it's probably been not that dissimilar from sort of what the rest of the country is feeling about this. Like, you know, for us and for anybody in sports, really, Mark's Madness is such a massive time for, for, for lack of a better term, for customer acquisition, right? Whether you're doing a show on the radio, whether you're putting a show on television, or whether you're trying to acquire customers for sports betting content and information, like March Madness is massive. And for March Madness to get canceled, uh, you know, it was a real punch in the gut. And it took everybody a couple weeks to sort of recover from that and understand the scope and scale of what was happening. And then once you do that, like you get back to it, right? And you're figuring out, okay, what's the content, we're going to create and how are we going to entertain people and how are we going to draw people in largely through social platforms um, into what we're doing. And that becomes a mix of you do big things like you do um, a lot of poker. You do a King of the Hill contest where some of our talent like World Wide Wob you know, on, on Twitter who's one of our high profile NBA guys and, and everyone else on the team. They rank the best 64 players in the NBA one-on-one. They hold a one-on-one tournament on NBA 2K. We handicap every event. We let people sort of play along with us. You do stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, some sports start trickling in. You're getting a little UFC. You're getting some Russian table tennis. You're getting NASCAR. You're getting golf. And then, like, the activity starts. And so, um, for us, we're actually feeling pretty optimistic now. You mentioned in in the transition there, like, is baseball coming back? Is mm-hmm. hockey coming back? NBA? So now we're focused back on, okay, what happens when sports are back?
1: Right, and luckily, you know, the UFC return, we have NASCAR, KBO League Baseball, and you guys have been cranking out really good content. Now, did some of your guys, because I know that they usually focus around this time, especially NBA Finals, Major League Baseball season, what was that transition like? You know, they're going from talking about Giannis and the Bucks to the Lotte Giants in, in you know, bag contests and whatnot.
0: I know, it's crazy. So, um, what's really interesting, baseball is one of these sports that once you figure out the data sources, it becomes easy to handicap the games. Mm-hmm. And so, for the KBO, the data is really extensive and you can find it online. And if you have models that are about sort of park metrics, you know, or about certain players' ERA or how many walks they give up per game, things like that, you can translate those into any league. And so you figure out what your models look like based on the stats that you're able to gather. And then you watch games for sort of a week and you're able to sort of get a sense after seeing stuff on the field, how you want to manipulate your numbers. And then all of a sudden you've got real information you can work off of. And that's been really fascinating because we are writing every day about the KBO. What's great about it is it generates audience. Mm -hmm. Like, it's consistent. It's like Major League Baseball. Like Major League Baseball was never the top thing at our, on the top of our charts every day, but it's consistent. And over the course of the year, it's massive volume. And so KBO has been similar just because it's every day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love how it starts at 4 a.m. That's nice. Um, And then on Saturdays, you get it at midnight, so even better. We're talking with Chad Millman. You can find his work on the Action Network Chief Content Officer over there. You know, you brought up March Madness being canceled and uh, I was doing some research a couple months back. I believe it was about a month back and I saw a UK-based betting service provider said sports wagering was down about 75% across their 25 brands on their network. What kind of hit is the industry taking with you? I mean, you brought up March Madness being canceled. I look forward to it every year. I go to Las Vegas with my buddies. How do you come back from a hit like that i mean imagine if nfl was canceled like could betting could gambling and some of these books survive losing a full nfl schedule
0: well look it it depends on the book Mm -hmm. like you don't recover from losing march madness and we're no different than any business like our revenue will not be what we expected it to be in 2020 because we lost you know the biggest moment in sports that It's bigger than the Super Bowl for sports betting. So um, you lose that, you don't really make it back, but you certainly scale back. Like almost every sports book I know, like they've gone through some kind of transition where they're keeping people at home, they're furloughing people, they're telling people not to come in, and then as sports ramp up, they're bringing people back in to help make the numbers. I think losing NFL would be a challenge that would be incredibly difficult, not for books to overcome but it would just massively change the scale of every operation. And the, the good news for sports betting, and we see this in our business too, is that there's so much optimism about what the future holds and the states that are coming online. You know, you mentioned Indiana, you mentioned Illinois. Like, those states, when sports do come back, those books are going to prosper. And so I don't see books going away. I just see them, if the NFL doesn't happen, like, you're just really hunkering down and doing – Spending as little as
1: you can. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you because even when we get the NHL, NBA, NFL, you know, and hopefully baseball here eventually back, I feel like a lot of people are still going to want a social distance, especially, I don't know, if you're a little bit older. You know, I don't know that everybody's going to rush back to the books with, I, I, I mean, you know, people are afraid of human interaction and germs right now more than ever. But Do you worry about some of these smaller shops? I mean, obviously, I'm still going to go to the Bellagio. I'm still going to go to Caesars and visit the sports books there. But what about some of these smaller shops in, I don't know, Joliet, Illinois or small-town Iowa? Because with mobile betting available now, I mean, it's so easy just to sit on my couch and place a wager without having to go to the book and, you know, uh, have somebody sneeze by me or something like that.
0: Yeah, well, you're right. You're right. Like, I think for for small-time sort of gambling operations that have brick-and-mortar establishments, it's going to be hard to come back because you're going to have probably operating in a third of the capacity. Sports betting is different. You mentioned the mobile betting. Mm-hmm. And Indiana, Illinois, like, you know, I grew up outside Chicago, right? I grew up in Highland Park, yeah. um, which is like, you know, not too far from Milwaukee. And, um, like, I used to go to, to Summerfest every year, right? And I went to camp in northern Wisconsin. Okay. And so, like, if you're in Wisconsin and you want to go bet on a Sunday, like – it's going to be hard for you to do that if you have to go to Illinois because they still haven't allowed mobile betting. Whereas like Indiana, if I'm in sort of the south side of Chicago and I want to go to Indiana and bet for the, on the NFL that Sunday, I can just get across the border. I can bet online. I can bet on my app. It's really easy. Mobile betting is the difference, and it's why you're seeing states like New Jersey do so well. New Jersey in 2019, the sports betting handle, which is the total amount wagered, was $4.5 billion, right? Which is more Nevada, than Vegas, right? Yeah. In Nevada, it was 5.3. Wow. But in it, it like, let's put some context here. Nevada, as a sports betting business, uh, has had sports betting in full sort of fledged, um, mature markets since the mid-1970s. There are literally more than 100 sports books in Nevada. They did 5.3. New Jersey has had it for a year and a half. They did 4.5. In five of the previous 12 months, from March to March, New Jersey did more handle than nevada and so what and new jersey has unfettered mobile betting in nevada you still have to go into a book and sort of put your money in and then you can mobile bet after that um the states that aren't doing sort of the full-fledged mobile betting are always going to suffer and i to, for the life of me i have no idea why states are enacting any laws that aren't just unfettered mobile access it makes no sense other than it's political right it's, it's the the established books the established operations and casino um, operators worried about the foot traffic to their operations.
1: How are these books getting any business or any action right now? You know, I see a lot of these, like, promos. I see some presidential promos, like, some crazy stuff. Like, how are books getting any business right now, though, outside of, like, these niche sports?
0: It's uh, They're not. I mean, look, it's, okay. it's UFC. And UFC, like, you're driving it weekend to weekend. Mm-hmm. And so that's why these big events, like the match this past weekend – you know, Sarge Raskings put out a statement that they did more handle on the match than they have on any golf event ever. Um, and the weekend before, having that Rory-Dustin-Johnson Dustin, Dustin Johnson, um, event, like, that really sort of helped people drive a lot of handle. NASCAR coming back is doing a little, but not really as much as you think. And then there is sort of consistent betting. They're on, on Korean baseball, on Russian tennis, um, Russian table tennis. So... Like, you're getting these pops. Is it enough to sort of keep these guys in business forever? No, but it's enough to pay the bills um, until some real sports come back.
1: Talking with Chad Millman, CCO over at the Action Network. I mean, the books are going to be fine. Vegas will always be fine, and we're always going to bet on sports. What I worry about is I was so excited for this this year, and, you know, with all this content, this sports betting content, like you guys at the Action Network, what kind of – changes have you guys really had to make because as far as subscriptions and whatnot because you guys still have a lot of big names on staff you're still pumping out great content but as far as like us you know here at Entercom, we had to make a lot of tough decisions and we lost some of our yeah you know some of our talent so how did what was that transition like for you guys i mean you know uh, you got a company that's rolling it's going to be a big year 2020 we got so much sports to bet on we could do it legally most places and then just like that it's gone so how like what kind of transitions did you guys have to make as far as your company goes
0: Yeah, those first two weeks uh, after March Madness were really hard, and you had to think about uh, where is the revenue going to come from and when will it come back? Mm -hmm. And so we sort of – we were very conservative in our budgeting, and we basically said we don't anticipate really making any money until the fall. And we subsequently had to find sort of the money to save against what we saw, the revenue shortfalls. And luckily – in, in that respect, you know, without getting too into the weeds, because I'm not sure, like, it, who knows what, but about, like, the nomenclature, but we spent a lot of money on marketing, like, right? And so if you're not going to be making any money and there's no betting and there's no customers to acquire, you end up being able to save a lot of money in marketing costs, you know? And so we were able to sort of find the balance between... Not expecting any money to come in and not spending any money on the marketing costs that we had budgeted for sort of this window from March until September. The good news is that, uh, in May, you know, you get big events and a lot of our revenue is driven by, you mentioned promos, a lot of our revenue is driven by customer acquisition for sports books, right? The DraftKings, the FanDuel, et cetera, the MGMs, they know that our customers like to bet. And so they will give us really good offers for customers so they can come uh, read our content and then say, hey, by the way, there's this great offer. Get, you know, two to one if anyone on Team Tiger makes a birdie this weekend. And then you sign up, right? And so for us, that has been the UFC fights coming back has been a great driver. The golf coming back has been a driver. KBO, et cetera, et cetera, has been really good for us. And so we end up you know, making money when we thought we wouldn't make any money. And then um, other sports that are interested in coming back are interested in doing business with us. So, you know, um, horse racing, Uh, they want to do business. Poker sites, they want to do business. So... We end up finding ways to claw back some money when we really didn't expect to be finding much.
1: Man, that's awesome to hear, though, because i watch watched more horse racing this past month than I have my entire life. I'm becoming a bit of a horse racing expert, so that's good to hear. What's the weirdest wager that you've placed since this whole uh, pandemic, since we've lost real sports, pretty much, Chad?
0: Oh, God. It's it's honestly like, <laughs> other than, I'll tell you, this, I don't know if this one counts but we do these all hands every week yeah. uh, with our whole team just to like keep everyone motivated and together, keep people informed, et cetera. And so we like to have guests uh, come in there on these Zoom calls, right, there's 65 person Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. And we had Mark Cuban uh, come on a couple weeks ago. And Cuban is um, a guy who uh, is an investor in one of the businesses that we bought we, years ago when we launched Action. We bought a business called Financial Labs. Cuban was an investor in Financial Labs, so he knows our business, and you know, he's a friend of the program. And um, as you can imagine at a place like Action, there's not a meeting that happens where there isn't a uh, pool of people who are betting on literally how many times I'm going to say the word traction yeah. or you know, how long will I talk for. And so um, there was a line on how many F-bombs Cuban would drop during the all-hands. And I think it was set at one and a half. Over? and uh, Over. Yeah. Uh, and he dropped uh, two okay. in like the last answer. <laughs> and so before that, he had been clean. And then he dropped uh, two pounds in the last answer. <laughs> so uh, we all capitalized on that.
1: That's awesome. Well, hey, keep pumping out great content. Again, the Action Network, I recommend it for everybody out there, even if you're not a degenerate. I mean, you guys do great work. Uh, thanks a lot, Chad. Hope to have you again on some sometime soon, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate all the support. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Stay safe out there. That's Chad Millman. You can find his work with the Action Network. Again, I recommend everybody download this app. It is tremendous. And even if you don't like the gamble on sports, it's got tons of great information. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a
0: thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.